I'm betting many of us can raise our hands in admitting that we have taken part on a wild ride of signs, synchronicities, and symbols that we sometimes refer to as divine guidance. Oftentimes, the feeling of being in this flow can be exhilarating, as if we have been chosen to be the lead role on a hero's journey. Because of recent experiences, I too have been on this path and am now questioning the role that divine guidance plays on our quest toward our true purpose and how this path well-traveled isn't always as in resonance to what our expectations can lead us to often believe. It's now a new year and that means new challenges for all of us and we hope this wisdom serves for the highest good of all of our listeners. So now, let's journey. With Aaron and Alexander. Uncovering our authentic self through self awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. Welcome to 2020, everybody. This is our first episode that we are actually recording in 2020. And Alexander is back from Hawaii, freshly. Mm-hmm energized, and ready to lay down some wisdom. Big thank you to the Big Island for taking such good care of me for a few weeks. And so before we start off on this episode, we want to give Ian Bialis a very wise, wisery shout out. Thank you for joining our patron and supporting us monetarily. And of course, you all can do the same by going to wise-wise.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Thank you, brother. Uh, so nice to be supported by your most uh, cherished loved ones. And they uh, just treated me like royalty over there in their new, brand new home on the big island of Hawaii. Um, and they just continue to surprise me every day. I'm honored to be part of their path. And uh, thank you, brother, for your uh, contribution. And um, of course, uh, Ryan supports us as well. And so we give him a big thank you, too. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. And so today's subject is going to be something that I've been pondering for the last few weeks, but I know a lot of you out there uh, also uh, use it in your everyday lives as uh, sort of a an energetic pole to do certain things, and that is uh, looking at divine guidance. And I've been looking at this subject because I've seen synchronicities and symbols and numbers and all of these like things that mm-hmm. that some can consider like airy fairy like angel numbers and just just looking for synchronicities or or signs and of course one can say that you know signs are everywhere everywhere you look um, yeah. and and so that's something we can also talk about but the reason why I wanted to bring it up is that I think there's this overwhelmingly positive way of looking at it like if you follow the signs it's going to lead you on your path but that path is for some reason always going to be like a positive thing it's always a positive thing it kind of this seems like and this becomes uh challenging to a challenging topic to discuss in some circles um because people look at 
have been led to look at manifestation a certain way for the last 10 or 15 years and been heavy influenced in that way of positive thinking and affirmations and that type of thing. And, and we're not here to judge anyone's style or type um, just to give the, the just philosophies view of these subjects as well. And part of, um, I feel, following divine guidance is understanding that that doesn't always match up with what we want. And many people that are working on manifestation are focusing on what they want and hold that in their vision. And I'm not here to judge that because there are some that are here and designed to uh, to fulfill that uh, technique. But it's a small percentage of the population in the research that I have done and the human design system supports this. So a big part of following divine guidance through my own path became that of persevering through challenging times and understanding that sometimes when we are being led towards something that is for our absolute highest good, it doesn't necessarily taste or feel or smell the way that we would prefer. And these, once again, I use those adjectives to to describe the senses because that's one place that we are so influenced by. And our culture has really taken advantage of that, of how to utilize our senses to influence us. So when people talk around me about following signs or divine guidance or they feel like they're in the flow of life, you know, many times I will uh, try to find a way to just question their preference or question, have they looked at that subject outside of their preference? And this is something that I don't find too commonly practiced, uh, that most people think they're going in the direction for something that they want. But at the same time, it's been said, the Buddha has said in many different teachings that, you know, uh, want and thirst of our um, material needs is what brings the suffering. So attachment is the root of all suffering. So in the just philosophy, I like to just bring it uh, or share it in a way that everything has a cost. But as long as you're willing to pay the cost, see, there doesn't have to be a negative connotation to that. And so, I, once again, I like to bring around the view that most anything we can try to understand around consciousness or higher levels of um, seeing or being is exemplified in the raising of children. And many times the what is for the highest good of the child isn't in resonance with what that child wants at that time. And one of the examples I use many times is that a five-year-old will eat all the jelly beans or candy that you give them. They don't know when to stop. And when you give a limited amount, many times the child will get upset. But in the long run, that's going to keep them from a bellyache. But the child doesn't understand that. So when we can take that similar view as so-called adults and use that higher divine energy as that parental energy, and some people like to bring Mother Earth and Father Sky into it or however you want to do the, the genders or the non-genders, but just understanding that we are part um, from this, this Mother Earth, uh, the material plane, and we are of a higher spirit level as well. So it is the blending, and, and part of my enjoyment of this life has been uh, discovering and experimenting in that blending and working towards an understanding of 
of these two magnificent forces that come together for us to have this earthly experience. So in our modern day time, many stories or success stories around uh, manifestation have been given many different ways. I happen to enjoy watching documentaries of how people, so-called successful people, in the past have become successful. But one of the main reasons that I enjoy that is because of listening about their struggles and what they overcame. And to hear that's what success is to me, is being knocked down and being willing to stand up again, even if you already know that you're going to get knocked down again. Because if you have the perseverance to say, I'll just continue to get up no matter how many times I get knocked down, that's normally a person that is going to be fulfilled in life. But someone that is going to cower down or stop trying at the first door that closes or the first judgment that comes, then they're not likely to feel very fulfilled in life. So I try to work with people to be more interested in, in failing than not trying because failing, at least you have an opportunity to grow. But if you never try, then you, you'll just never know. And, you know, everyone knows through my talks or through this podcast that, you know, insecurity is one of my biggest um, emotions that I've had to overcome. And many people are surprised by that. But it's very, very true because I could have just as easily been one of these people that never thinks very highly of themselves and never took that chance to do that next step. And this all started when I just uh, learned to play my first instrument and was invited to be in my first band, and everything in me said no, and somehow a friend was strong enough to pull me into that, and that's what got me uh, started in just being in front of people and sharing my art, my views, or whatever that is. So I'm so thankful for that, but it was working through the friction once again, and I know that you have some uh, possible old ways of looking at this, maybe some new fresh ways, and I know that you're still looking at it from many different angles with uh, with some wonderful things that and changes and challenges like we all have going on in your life right now. And so is there any of that that you'd like to share? Yeah, let me just first do a reset and and so people can see why you brought up the, the perseverance in accordance to divine guidance. So the reason why I brought up this subject is because I had never really given a lot of credence to signs, but it feels like they can start to seek you out when it's your time. And it always happens, whether it's the universe or source or whatever, whoever we want to say is doing this or whatever, the, the alignment, it always knows how to suck you in, I guess, from, from what I've seen in my experience. But when I started to see a lot of signs you know, a lot of people tend to go to Instagram and start following these these uh, accounts that share a lot of like inspirational quotes around seeing signs, and you kind of like uh, create like a self fulfilling prophecy around it, where you you read more into it, and each sign becomes more uh, important and more um, uh, validating, possibly. Yeah, that's a good yes. way of putting it. So when I started seeing this and I started being uh, what I would call steered in another direction, a direction that I said that I would never go, which is funny because uh, it seems like Alexander have and I have talked about this whenever we seem to make like a, a absolute statement. A strong the, conviction. Yeah, the universe against something. seems to uh, 
pull us or or present us with uh, an opportunity or a challenge in that specific area. Yeah, so be careful with your absolutes out there, people. So when I started getting pulled into this, I, I thought I was doing my due diligence uh, to help myself make sure that I was seeing things clearly where I consulted the destiny cards, the human design, and the astrology. And it all seemed to be in support, at least from my perspective and, and from what I would want as like an, an outcome of this uh, specific thing that I was being gravitated towards. And so because all of that was in support, I thought, I guess this was me getting kind of sucked into that lore, is that it was all roses if I if I took this opportunity on. Right. And if you continued to follow this path. Exactly. Exactly. Like like things would be um continue in this way? I, I guess uh positive is a word I would use, but like the experience would be overwhelmingly positive, I guess. Fulfilling. Fulfilling. It, yeah, I guess uh, something that was life-changing because mm-hmm. it just seemed like all this energy was building towards it and all these signs. These, it just knew exactly what to do at the right time to get me to look at it or listen right. to it. And uh, I guess what I did not put enough energy into was looking at the cost. Mm. And uh, not only the cost of doing it, but the cost of doing it and then wanting to change my mind while I was in it. Right. And, and so once I, again, I do want to say that cost, I want you people to take a negative connotation around it, away from it, because it's very similar to when you buy something that you really want and you have the money. You don't mind the cost. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, I have this $100 and this costs $100. So look at cost in life very similar, that it's only an issue when you don't want to pay the cost. So if you look at the cost at the same time as you're lo- looking at the want, it may help guide you to make less mistakes that are very, very costly because you may see right away of, oh, no, I'm not willing to pay that cost. So it helps you resolve the want much quicker. Yeah, it's kind of like a trade-off. Would I trade this energetic, uh, whatever that is, the amount of en- yeah, energetic exchange for or to receive this in my life. And um, I guess I just didn't have all the variables right. uh, to make um, a more well-rounded decision. I yes, and say. so now, you know, you said earlier in conversation that you felt if you followed these signs and you followed through with um, with everything you were being called to do, that you would have experienced this major life change. Um, so now would you say that you have experienced a major life change? Oh well, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. But it's not <laughs> the way that you thought it was going to be. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, you, when you follow signs, you tend to, you tend to, uh, or I, I tended to, I guess I can only speak for myself. You start building these expectations because all these quotes like build it up as like, Oh, your life is going to change. You won't have any more worries. You will be right. supported. And I mean, no matter what, if if I believe in that the divine is guiding me, then then I, I made the right decision no matter yes. what I do, and I just need to look at the lessons that are within it. So, and yes, and look at the success. You know, so some people think that longevity is success. Some people think that uh, amount of money is success. But it really helps for a person to get clear on what is successful for them. And so for me, one of the hard lessons with that was longevity of relationships and the way that I did look at uh, longevity equaling some type of success. So that's what I sought after in every relationship. 
but it could at the same time create uh, a pressure um, that the other person feels that that I never intended. So now seeing success in relationships is just what you receive from the relationship, no matter the time duration. Because I know people that's been together 30, 40, or 50 years that still don't know each other. So it's certainly not about just the amount of time you spend with or around each other, but it's truly the exchange that you have and what you learn from the situation. And so, you know, with this, um, you know, this has been one of, I think, the most uh, giving situations that I've been around with you from a standpoint of uh, what you have the opportunity and what you've taken advantage of already to learn from it. Um, and I think that that's, that's what I would like for the listeners to, to take home in this, in this, uh, episode is that, that, that success, like find your success in whatever you want to call a failure. Um, this isn't like just seeking the silver lining or trying to put a positive spin. It's, it's very different from that because you're looking to see, make sure you learn something and learned as much from it because, you're just going to likely to repeat similar patterns to bring in similar situations to learn the lesson, you know, whenever we run from whatever situation we're in. So there is something to uh, leaving a certain situation or a person or a job or whatever that is, but taking the responsibility and accepting, well, there is going to be something that I'm going to have to pick up somewhere else and, and learn. And that is part of what we share on this uh, podcast about how consciousness is viewed through this philosophy, that it is really about the roles that you play and your ability to step in and out of those roles with less cost. And so we'll continue to expand on that. But, you know, another exciting point of wanting to talk about this subject was just the fact of when I studied uh, 20 over 20 years ago when I was studying every type of spiritual leader or religious leader that or pioneer that there had been that perseverance is something that I started to see that the red carpet wasn't rolled out for any of them not Jesus Gandhi Yogananda Buddha you name them uh, there's been these challenges and so that uh, that builds character over time which I think uh, I do feel brings wisdom eventually but I do think that, uh, you know, it's great that we're talking about this subject while we are because it is it is one of my uh, main interests right now. And, and life has brought that up to be one of your main interests kind of simultaneously. And I think there will be a lot of people out there resonating with this because many people do try to follow signs. And signs are all over, I like to say, that are that our angels or our guides are always talking to us. And there's many different avenues and we have tools that we support here on the Wise Wise and in my private practice, and I help people with the human design and the destiny card system and and a few other things. And so these tools are very useful, but it is all in how we are processing it. And as Jalaluddin Rumi says, a wonderful 13th century poet and one of my favorite teachers, is that we should always question our wants. And that was a huge teaching for me almost 30 years ago when I started listening to Rumi, that that phrase when I heard him say that, always question your wants. 
Um, that helps me to get deeper when I'm making a decision and especially how much energy I'm going to put towards something. So that's what helped me to create, you know, the, the priorities and to list in order like, uh, your priorities. And we just recently went over a podcast on that, whether it's your, you know, your intimate partner, your connection with the divine, your uh, children or close relatives or your um, job or career or your social. And when people start putting those priorities in order, it really kind of wakes them up. And it was a great experiment, I think. So this is very similar that when you are willing to look at the cost, you do question your want automatically. And it helps with this process uh, of working through making poor decisions or getting yourself in situations that have a higher cost. Yeah, when I was uh, talking about the perceived positive and negative of, of a situation, it is all on how you look at it. And and if you're in, like you were talking about, a relationship and it ends, no matter how long uh, it is, it's all on what you get out of it. And so just learning a lesson can be a positive thing if you see it as a positive thing. Yes, and we do use so-called positive and negative in a little bit different way. And throughout this podcast, but here we are talking about like what is liked and not liked. And one free will that I like to share over and over that we have is our perception. But it's not a matter of just how we think. It's it's truly what we imbibe, what we feel. We have to be in resonance. And many people try to change the way they think, but they don't change the other four levels of the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, and spiritual. So we're always going to be talking about these five different levels and, uh, you know, how we think about something is just one of those levels. So you've got to imbibe that, that on, on all the levels. And that's why when you're able to imbibe on all of these levels, what you're really intending or working towards, see, then the obstacles don't affect you as bad because Obstacles, once again, is what builds character. It's what helps you to hone what you really want, to get really clear on your vision. Because it's probably really good that everybody doesn't manifest with the power that uh, some say that everyone has, because it would be mass chaos. So time and perseverance is part of that. Um, you know, the generator's way, which Aaron and I both happen to be through with the five different types in the human design, that happens to be in our process of just chop wood and carry water, build something over a long period of time, and it will last. And that's why I've been working on this information for over 26 years and, and the platform of how to bring this out. So so be patient out there with all the changes that you guys are looking for. And, and I like to say, to suggest that anytime you set a new intention, to prepare for at least three obstacles right away. And so... When we're following that divine guidance, we, it is awful nice to feel that sensation of being in such the flow and that things just happen and people show up and, and all that is happening. But what I see is people start to depend on that and get a little lazy and allow their wants to misinterpret certain signs. And this is why going to someone that is neutral and maybe discussing the signs that you're seeing can be very useful. But once again, it really needs to be with somebody that doesn't have a personal preference of how whatever's going to work out. So that's why it's hard to go to friends and family uh, for that. And when you do find someone that can hold that level of neutrality, it can be a great gift. Uh, 
because the point for some of us is to see it clearly, even beyond what we want. Um, because, you know, I still throw that question out there, is this life really about, like, what we want? Um, or is it about learning to accept what is being presented before you and finding your bliss in that? Um, so so there's many different philosophies and directions, but um, this philosophy is going more in the direction of paying attention to what is being offered and then using your design of how to respond. And like I said, generators, we're designed to respond to life rather than go out and manifest. Um, so, so these are all very interesting points, and I think a good time to bring this around in a conversation. So in the, in the situation that, that I was just presenting in a very general way, um, where I was building expectations as I saw more signs and more signs, and um, it's kind of creating... Uh, an idea in my head of what of what it would be like if I did take on this this opportunity. Then, when I got into it, I could see it more clearly, and then that's when uh, I was able to reassess and see um, all the challenges and and the the real cost of it. Mm-hmm. And so, I want to bring it back around and bring back in perseverance in that situation. So, you were saying that it builds character. So, would you say that? that's when somebody would push through and accept the cost because they did make that decision or, or how would you go about that and bring in perseverance? Yeah, I think a great, great question because this is an individual question. I feel like everybody would have to answer for themselves per the situation. Um, there've been many things. I have many, many stories of perseverance myself. Uh, but when I look back and I go, could I persevere through that again? Uh, the answer is just, I don't know. I don't know that I could. So, just because you can doesn't mean that you will, and just because you say that you will doesn't mean that you can. And we all come typically come to a point in our lives to learn our own limits, and that's what going through the the trauma of uh, of losing someone so close and being the caretaker uh, and watching the the events of children and that type of thing afterwards. That's the price that I paid, um, and I reached my limits and, and had to go through a major healing crisis. So with that being said, perseverance is, is per situation. And because sometimes the situation, if it becomes a point of survival, then one doesn't need to just focus on perseverance. They need to focus on changing their, their situation and making adjustments and, and finding a solution. Um, so, so perseverance, I would say, may only be useful if one can, you know, make use of the friction, so to say. If it's to a point where the friction just cannot be seen clearly, that it is only being reacted to, then that may be a point to where you may not want to persevere in that environment because it's going to stimulate more emotional reactions. So the perseverance is typically only suggested if the warrior or the person is well-fed, well-rested, and up for the task. But at the same time, one has to ask, is there a responsibility to taking on certain roles and then... Uh, just uh, leaving them or or what level of that feels um, karmically clean. There, there's many different variables in that. So it's a very challenging question to answer directly, but I can speak for myself to just know that 
it is okay to quit things sometimes as long as you're willing to accept that the lesson is more than likely going to come in another form down the road and you never are guaranteed that the lesson won't come in a more challenging type of situation. Uh, you also don't know that it won't come in a so-called easier or more preferable situation. So I like to just suggest to people to yeah, be where you are, um, pay very close attention to the roles that you're playing and the roles others are playing, get very clear on what you are resisting and what is really pushing you away. And then it's very useful to be able to take time away and be able to process this. And different people need different amounts of time away. So all, with all of that said, there is a time to persevere and there is sometimes a time to throw in the towel. And that's not for me to judge for anyone. Um, but I think that we've given some pretty good parameters of how to help a person kind of look deep within and say, is this something worth me persevering and learning from? Or is it uh, just time to throw in the towel and go back into like survival mode, basically? Um, so what would you add uh, to that, Aaron? Well, I guess I would ask, when is it valuable to push our limits with leaning into the friction? And when is it more costly? Well, so, well good question. So this is connected to the emotional reaction and the amount of emotional reaction or resistance, the duality that's being brought in. For example, if you have a strong conviction and you catch yourself saying, I will not do this, I will not put up with this, I will not, then you may want to look at that because there's a reason that you have, uh, this is an emotional reaction type of conviction. Rather than simply just being like, no, this is outside of my parameters of acceptance, and I'm more than willing to work this out with you, but here's my parameters, and, and you're able to communicate it very well. Anytime there's that extra oomph, so to say, then that's an emotional reaction, and for me, it's always worth suggesting somebody look at that. No, you're having that emotional reaction for reason of something you need to work on more than likely from your past, and this situation is just bringing that up. If you want to run from this situation, then let's discuss some hypothetical ways of the way that it may show up. And sometimes maybe going through hypothetical ways of how it may show back up again can help with that determination of whether I need to stay in this situation or not. You know, we we have um, the, the cards. We can do compatibility reports and show, you know, the, the influences that each person is giving each other at that time. And once again, to see, is this a lesson that you're willing to work with and learn right now? Um, so there is no necessarily right or wrong, but it is something that I do suggest people look deep within because you don't get away from those lessons and if something felt so divinely guided in the beginning, then sometimes uh, obstacles are brought up to work through challenges so that maybe you enjoy some of the rewards of, of that work. But everyone has their limits, and everybody does have the right to boundaries and speaking their truth. So, um, so there's a lot of variables in, in all of that, but 
for me personally, it's always uh, the stronger that emotional reaction is, the faster that I want to conquer that. And so I try to be thankful for everything that's right in front of me at that particular time and to work my hardest in that situation. Um, That doesn't mean that we don't take breaks. And I want to suggest that to people that, you know, before major decisions, you know, if you can take a weekend or a week um, or uh, three weeks is ideal to truly break the pattern of being in the energy and be able to look at it from a completely different view. It can be very, very helpful. So I, you know, uh, want to give a lot of props uh, to anyone that is able to work like this with a partner. I'm thankful to have uh, my partner, Lucinda, that's working with me right now in like how we take breaks and how we work with that. So I think that that's important uh, that we... uh, that we incorporate that and realize how important space is in our relationships as well and that we need processing time. And so sometimes when we get pushed to our limits, yes, we want to draw a line, we want to draw a hard boundary, and we want to feel good about that because we're justifying our role and choosing to say, no, I'm not willing to play this role anymore. But the likelihood is you may have to play it down the road somewhere again in a different situation. Um, So so everybody is exactly where they need to be. And that doesn't mean that you can't change your environment. But if it's, you know, anything less than an emergency, it may still be useful to you. And if it is an emergency, then please make an adjustment as soon as possible. So while I'm in these sorts of situations and even uh, post-mortem, I like to look back at these and try to see like what are the main lessons that I am to gain from it and then I I almost like to like kind of project like how those lessons will affect me and how I view things and how my perspective changes in the future and what that could lead to mm-hmm. so one thing I was thinking is what if this is leading me to um, look at the cost that I gave up and to appreciate that cost more because it, it it wasn't in balance with what I received. And now I'm like, wow, this, this, the cost that I gave up was way more valuable than what I thought. Right, right. Wonderful question again. So, so when one realizes what they've lost, and somebody recently just shared that with me, is of why is it that we always see more clearly what we had once we lose it? And I say, well, we are creatures of habit, and we do get bored with routine. And so almost anything, even the weather in Hawaii is in the big island in Kona is almost perfect every day. But people still stop going to the beach. They stop getting outside. They get into the routines just like anywhere else. So that makes it easy to go, oh, no, now I appreciate this. So I just want to go get it right back, whether it's a person or it's a living space or whatever it is, it's a job or whatever it is. And, of course, the general thinking is that I will I will know to appreciate this more. But then I go, well, how long did you really experience like it being taken away? For weeks, for a couple months, for, you know, years. So once again, time helps to build character. So one way to look at it is that if you're in the situation, you see the cost of something, and then you say, you know what? I'm going to work with the situation that I have to work back to what as close to what I had in the past as possible 
within realistic range. And when I get there, guess what? That person's going to appreciate every ounce of it because it'll more than likely take years to get back to that. And so every day, that's the incentive of how can I learn to communicate better? How can I learn to manage my emotions and manage my energy field better so that it's for the collective overall good of everyone involved here so that I can create my environment the way that I used to like it in an adapted view now? Then that is what I would call success. But everybody that's involved gets to relish in that success because everybody's been part of it. To where I would just like to suggest to just look at the sooner you go back to what you thought that you had lost, probably the sooner you will fall right back into that same rut of not appreciating it as much as uh, you thought you would. Because once again, we're habitual creatures. So that's why the good old chopping wood, carrying water, working through the friction... Uh, doing what's hard is probably good for you. All of those sayings that we say often throughout this uh, podcast and philosophy talks about perseverance is a big part of that. And that like you do truly get out what you put in. And a great analogy that I use for that is with children. I say that typically you're going to get whatever you invest in. In a balanced way. You give them attention early in life, then they don't give you problems later in life. You avoid them or try to pawn them off on others, grandparents or babysitters or whatever, then they're going to give you problems later in life. So so if you're going to enjoy some success in raising of children, at some point in time, you're going to put in the time. And right now I'm very thankful because, see, I never thought that I wanted kids. And when I was 26 years old, I was in a rock and roll band doing very well, and I met a lady that was nine years older than me that had two three-year-olds. That wasn't in alignment with what I wanted. But now, after we were together for 11 years, and she passed, and now I've been with these boys for 24 years of their life, and I just got to go to Hawaii and spend time with them in their brand-new home. And so, see, I got to reap the rewards of doing something that I had no idea that I wanted to do. But once I took it on as a clear responsibility, it became what really formed me to be the person that I am today. So this is why I warn people all the time, be careful chasing what you want. It'll lead you to places that are very limited in the satisfaction. But when you work through things that are challenging and you're able to reach that with another human being. Uh, that's why there are sports. That's why there's all this competition in our world that people are just really looking to succeed with another human being in many different ways. And so that's the way I happen to look at life and life's challenges is that if I can learn to make love with this situation, I will gain so much because I will have to do it in a way that I'm not used to doing it. Therefore, it's going to bring me a new appreciation rather than going back to what we thought we liked. Guess what? It's the same old appreciation. And what I've found that everybody talks about they want their freedom, I see everybody running from it every moment, every chance they get. So it's a great concept that people talk about wanting their freedom. But once I see that many people have it, uh, it can be crippling. It can be lonely. It can be many, many different things. And so we need to remember that even when we were in what we now relish, 
how we took advantage of it, what we did with it, uh, or was it really a weight just in another way? So this is the beauty about perception is that I think that we really look at our lives in segments. We'll see that even when we have things the way now we think is ideal, when we had that, we weren't making the most of it. We have to get careful not to get caught in the grass is always greener concept, that whatever we don't have is what we want. And this is a pattern that's very habitual for our culture. And so, you know, the person that is truly going to find contentment is going to be able to find contentment in no matter what's going on. But the person that is dependent on their contentment being from external situations and all the variables that come with that, very rarely will that person find contentment. I thought it was interesting that we kind of tied taking time for reflection within relationships kind of tied into um, taking time away from or giving the cost and you kind of appreciating it after yes. you're taking time away from it. Taking time away. And then um, I also was thinking while you were saying all that, that it would be beneficial if somebody was in this sort of situation pre-jumping into it and if they could take the opportunity to put themselves in a situation where they gave up the cost for a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. And right. so they weren't doing it officially, but they were doing it as practice to see. To yes, gauge. and that's what you know. I like to suggest that uh, we're giving techniques through this podcast of how to do exactly what you're saying. Go out and create the situation so that you don't have to wait for life to do it to mm-hmm. you. So anything that you're questioning, whether you're appreciating or, or not, then, yeah, take time away from it on a volunteer basis to where you know that you can come back to it or it seems that way. And then, yeah, see how long it takes for that appreciation to increase. And this is what I wish in relationships, that our the way that we cohabitate, that there was more flexibility with that, that spending time alone was seen as a strengthening thing rather than um, that people only do that when there are problems. And so, you know, in past relationships with myself, I've even lived in separate homes for 10 years. And that created the bond that we had because when we came together, we wanted to be together. And so I'm still in support of that. And and sometimes when we're around a person just constantly, we start to lose those little things that excite us about them. And we start to focus on the things that irritate us. And that's what time away does for us. You know, it's the same with with raising children. I say, I happen to feel that all parents need a break from their kids. That doesn't mean that they're bad parents, but it simply means that they're using their intention. They're, They're intending to go live a little bit of life so that they don't create resentment about having children because having children is a long haul. You've got a long time to put in. So let's take the schedule those breaks to to fulfill in other areas so that it doesn't become too much of a burden. And for some people that's just not a burden. For lots of, lots of hearts people in our in our cards, they're very family oriented where other designs just aren't. It's more of an issue and a challenge between work and kids and that type of thing. So, so you know, bringing all of this like uh, full circle and following your divine guidance, no matter what those signs may be, you know, just bring in with a grain of salt that what do you do when the obstacles show up? And can you still stick to that, that trust that do messages only come through in kind, beautiful ways? You know, some parents, 
say their five-year-old child is walking close to an, a ledge and about to fall into some water, they may yell at the child. That may sound aggressive to a neutral bystander, but they need that child's attention. It's not, it's not negative. It's not always meant in a negative way, but that extra force was needed per that situation. So how we incorporate and interpret so-called divine guidance is, is very, very important. And a practice I like to suggest to people is practice it outside of your personal preferences. So when I use different tools, check in whether it's a pendulum or, or the cards or the human design or whatever it is, you know, I always want to put my want in check. And I always want truth over validation of my want because truth's going to prevail over my want. Our wants change very often. But is this for my highest good is a better request for me than is this what I want? And um, so that's, once again, a personal preference for whether people chase what they want or for what they're being led to, to follow. So as we close out this episode, I wanted to bring back how you described uh, being in this situation where you're seeing signs and you're, you're kind of being led towards something. You said it was kind of like you're in the flow of this. What does that mean to you? Does it mean that you're kind of like on your life path or that you're kind of living or going in a, uh, altering your life in a direction that the universe kind of supports? Another great question. So to me, in my opinion, which I don't care to give very often on the podcast, but this is strictly my opinion of what in the flow means to me, that it doesn't necessarily mean that everything is happening the way that I want to, but that there's this fulfillment inside of me that what I'm doing is right. And see, many times when parents have to discipline a child and they have to do what's right, it doesn't feel good. It's not what they want to do. And those are the parents that parent at a higher level, that they'll actually issue a discipline that's hard for them to do. And those are the parents and the messages that get across to their children, not the people that react and give a type of discipline that's easy for them to do. So when I'm in that flow, there's a certain, uh, once again, it's in my top of my abdomen around my third chakra, just below my rib cage. There's a warmth that comes there. And so... Even when I'm being challenged with my view or with my actions, as long as I have this feeling that, no, I'm being divinely guided to do this, um, I can persevere through that challenge or whatever it is. But see, I, don't, I choose not to trust that the signs are in alignment with what I want to say that I'm in the flow. No, the flow is that there is something outside of myself that is being fulfilled in a direction that I'm going. And that is both fulfilled through challenges that come my way and doors that open in ways that I never knew even existed. So because the, the trust in the flow of the river isn't just that you're going to go and you're never going to bump into a rock or that you're never going to come to a part of the river that is low to where your inner tube won't just float uh, perfectly. No, anybody that's ever taken an inner tube ride in the river, you still have to pay attention to rocks, to trees, to the level of the, the water level. So see, being in the flow doesn't just mean that everything is working out perfectly or so-called uh, so-called beneficially. It simply means that you have, you're connected to this 
guidance that is beyond you that you can't describe, and you're willing to flow in the river with whatever is necessary. So you are alert. You do put your hands and your feet outside the inner tube, and you do kick yourself off of certain rocks, and you do pay attention to the speed of the water, and there's many variables in that. So being in the flow doesn't just mean that everything is happening for you. It means that you're directly involved in the happening, and your job is to manage your reactions to the happening. And if you manage your reactions and you're in the flow of what is being brought to you, then you're going to come out as a success. You're going to come out more wise. You're going to come out more knowledgeable. You're going to gain. And see, whether the external situation, relationship, job, or whatever works out, that really doesn't matter because you've already gained, and nobody can take that away from you. That's the thing about personal growth is once you have an epiphany, once you have a true change in life, nobody ever can take that away from you. And so these major shifts in perceptions, they come as great gifts. They do have a cost. And then we have to decide whether we want to persevere through the situation that we're in right now and possibly get more gain, or we want to choose a different avenue and possibly have less gain for who knows how long before another situation comes up to teach that lesson. So these are all like great questions, none that can be answered directly for anyone else, but I'm happy to share, you know, my uh, simple opinions and my views of this. And, uh, you know, I hear people say that all the time, oh, I'm in the flow of life, but they're normally saying it at a very like high point. And very few people do I come across that are at a low or neutral point and talk about being in the flow of life. But I'll tell you what, those are the people that I really resonate with, the people that are um, in the middle of some kind of struggle, and but they're in complete acceptance and going, no, I'm getting all that I can out of this, and I see it for what it is, and I see that I can benefit every situation that's connected to this, and I'm just doing my best but also see that I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this to be able to do this. And then it's just us, once again, being that warrior, getting what we need to get to be able to go play that role some more. But once we get depleted, if we don't ever get to go get well-rested and put our armor back on and get ready for that next little challenge, then it's very easy to continue to walk away from situations or, or people or, or whatever it is. So, uh, so this is, you know, at best just a topic to shine a little bit of a flashlight on. Certainly no uh, hard, strong um, opinions of how people should definitely handle it. But I do hope that some of the verbiage we've shared today will be beneficial to, uh, to our listeners. So now enjoy three minutes of stillness with one of my private releases, Lost Monks. Enjoy.
We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y dot com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verities Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment and sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.